How's it going, everybody? Uh, we had a big change of plans. Um, I'll, I'll get into the, the why here in a second, but we are doing a different thing that I said we were going to do today. Instead of talking about the playoffs, we're going to be talking about the A's free agents and uh, guys that could be traded contract situations. What's up with those? It was a very common question, so we're getting into it today. So uh, there's a lot to get over, so let's just get right into it. You are locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Locked On A's podcast. This is episode 359. I am your host, Jason Burke. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun, fun time. I messed up the intro. Doesn't matter. I have a lot of things to get to. So let, let's just say, hey, follow the YouTube channel because 101 of you already do. Thank you so much to everybody that is doing so already. Also, make sure to follow me at by Jason B. I, I always get the, the fingers wrong. Uh, Follow me at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. Follow the show wherever you like to hear podcasts, and also uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On A's. You guys can email us any questions that you got to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, also, before we get going with today's episode, it is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this week on Sunday, uh, probably around noon when the game starts, because it is the last day of the regular season. Why not go out with a bang? Let's talk about it. We'll just share some highlights. That'll be a fun time for all of us A's fans. Just reminisce about the, the 2021 season as much as we can. So that's what uh, we'll be doing on Sunday on Spotify Green Room. But let's get into it. Uh, the, the plan for today was to go over the playoffs. I was going to be talking to Locked On Reds host Jeff Carr and also Locked On Pirates host Ethan uh, Smith. And we were going to be having a great, great conversation. But uh, that the Locked On Reds host Jeff Carr he was just handed tickets to the Bengals game. And he's like, guys, I got to go do this. So he went to the Bengals game and we did not record that. We're going to try and get one up for you guys next week. Uh, if our schedules can align, if not, I'll, I'll find some other people to talk. We have a whole network of people to listen to. And uh, thank you for choosing the Locked on A's podcast to be your first listen. There's plenty of other podcasts for you guys to be listening to. Thank you for spending your first listen with us here at Locked on A's. Thoroughly appreciate it. But let's get into... Just the, the A's free agent position players, because there's some big names, some big gaps to fill on the position player side. Uh, and the second segment, we'll be going over the, the pitchers, you know, starters and relievers. And in the third segment, we'll be going over how much team control the A's have left over their core pieces. You got five core pieces and uh, they, they could be moving some of them. So that, the third segment's going to be not fun, I don't think. But the, the, the first two, you kind of know it's coming. Let's just start off. Starling Marte, he was acquired for Jesus Luzardo at the trade deadline. He was really, really good. He hit 308 with a 381 on base this season. Numbers were a little bit down with the A's overall, his on base in particular, but 
he was still really, really good all season. He also had an 835 OPS. He was making $12.5 million in 2021. And heading into his age 33 season, he should probably be up for like a three-year deal, you would think. That's my guesstimation. MLB Trade Rumors hasn't done their you know, uh, rundown of what to expect contract-wise for all of the top free agents. But I'm guessing like a three-year, 15-a-year-ish. So maybe like 345, which... Seems feasible, but the A's aren't going to do that because, you know, the, the A's don't do that. And that's that's my guess for him if teams are, you know, actually trying and not claiming, you know, oh, we don't have money because of the pandemic or they're getting cold feet because the CBA is looming and all that stuff. If they feel like if they feel good about the CBA, should be no problem getting him 315 uh, easily, easily 315 a year. So 345 total, uh, even if the A's anteed up. 15 or so million dollars a year because 15 might not even do it. Even if they anteed up that much, the three year window would likely be a no go for them as well because of stuff that I'll get into in the third segment. Uh, I, I just think that their window is open for maybe one more season, if that. Uh, that's going to be a big topic of conversation this winter, as well as uh, the whole bar ballpark situation, which I'm just leaving off today. But we will be talking plenty about the ballpark situation and whether or not the A's are moving, whether or not they're building in Oakland, what, what's going on. I'll keep you guys updated throughout the course of the winter and into spring training and all that stuff. So hopefully we get some sort of a resolution on that. But moving right along, we got Mark Canna. He is also going to be a free agent. 2021 was arguably a down year for Mark Canna, but his midseason hip injury likely played a really big role in his production falling off in the second half. Before the break, he was hitting 255 with a 375 on base and an 826 OPS. So it was he was having a typical Mark Canna season, but once he returned from his hip injury that he sustained in June in Texas, he hit just 211 with a 342 on base and a 669 OPS. Those are really big drops, but you can kind of just point to the injury that he had. You're like, yeah, that's that's why he's struggling right now. So you you could point at that and be like, eh, we don't know what Mark Canna is going to be. I think he's going to be there. And there are fans of nearly every team, even the Marlins right now on Twitter, clamoring for their team to sign Mark Canna this winter. They're, fans know who Mark Canna is at this point. Eh, smart fans know who Mark Canna is at this point on other teams. And they see the value that Mark Canna brings. So I assume that other front offices also know about Mark Canna. He made just over $6.9 million in 2021, but he'll be looking to at least double that in free agency, I think. Uh, his profile heading into this season was similar to Michael Brantley's, as I mentioned before the season started, and Brantley signed a two-year deal with Houston worth $32 million in total, so $16 million a year. I think that he's probably, even with a similar profile, get a little bit less than that, but probably like, 14-ish is my guess per year. So however many years that is, uh, he's going to get a pretty decent payday, I think. And that would mean that he's probably not going to stay in Oakland. Uh, co coming in uh, next on the list, you got Jan Gomes, the backup catcher that the A's got at the trade deadline. His numbers took a 40 to 50 point dive in batting average and on base when he came to Oakland, but he came up with some really big hits with the green and gold and just felt like a steadying force for the pitchers at times. Not, not all the time. Obviously, the, the bullpen breakdown happened on you know partially his watch because he was behind the plate too, but it felt like he knew what he was doing there, and he was a good presence for Sean Murphy to have as well. A, a veteran that could also hold his own at the dish and do the things that it 
Sean Murphy can have days off is basically what I'm getting at. And that felt, and and it didn't feel like you were missing a lot in the lineup. I like Deion Gomes a lot behind the dish. The last deal that he signed was for two years and $10 million in total. So $5 million a year. Uh, the A's won't pursue him at $5 million a year as a backup to Sean Murphy. But if Gomes is available for like $2 million, then maybe there's a deal to be had. He's going to be 34 next season. If they can get him on a one-year deal, maybe maybe they bring back Jan Gomes. Uh, Kyle McCann's probably the most ready catcher that they have right now in the minors. And because they traded Drew Mellis, and he's also pretty good. Um, and then you got Tyler Soderstrom, the A's number one prospect, but he's his ETA is 2024, and next year is not 2024. So you're going to have to get somebody in there to be the backup at some point. And I would assume it would be a Jan Gomes or Jan Gomes type depending on price. Uh, moving right down the list, you got Mitch Moreland, and Moreland's time with the A's wasn't that great overall. There were some nice games here and there, but he hit just 227 with a 286 on base. And with the DH potentially heading to the National League as well, uh, there are going to be more offers for Moreland available. He doesn't really fit what the A's need. He, he didn't do it with the A's. I don't, wh why would they bring him back? It doesn't make sense. Um, Jeb Lowry, that's somebody who could make sense. And other than not producing a ton, another reason that the A's could choose not to pursue Mitch Moreland is because they had visions of Jed Lowry manning the DH spot as a switch hitter on a more regular basis. Lowry returned to Oakland and stayed healthy for most of the 2021 season. And he still has plenty of doubles left in his bat as he showed us this past season. Uh, he wasn't quite the Jed Lowry that got MVP votes for the, uh, when he was with the A's in 2018, but he is a solid, cheap veteran bat, and Oakland seems to bring out the best in him. I could see the A's re-signing him on an inexpensive one-year deal to be their DH, because they don't necessarily need him in the, in the field anymore, because his defense, not great. But could they use him as a DH? Maybe I'm they don't seem to like to rotate guys like other like some other teams or where it's going to be, you know, just a rotating cast of like three different guys. And one of them is going to be the DH. They like having that one guy that's the DH, even if they're rebuilding. They brought in Billy Butler to just be the DH. And it feels like Jeb Lowry could be that guy for the A's in 2022, regardless of which whichever direction they go. It could be Jeb Lowry uh, coming up next. You got utility man Josh Harrison. And the thing that stuck out to me, one, uh, I love him. Two, he doesn't strike out very much. Uh, three, he's just very, very fun to watch. He loves playing the game of baseball. And Josh Harrison is someone that I want to watch play baseball. If he's with the A's, that's great. If he's with a different team that isn't, you know, a team that I don't like, great. I will root for Josh Harrison. He won me over big time this season. Just all of the flair that he would just add to the, to the ride, the wave. And then he'd go boom, boom. Uh, I, I loved everything that he did. And uh, Josh Harrison made a fan in me. And I would not be mad if he was tapped to play second base on a more regular basis for the A's in 2022. Granted, if the A's aren't going for it or, you know, trying, I don't want that for Josh Harrison either. So I want him to be on a good team. So if the A's are going for it, bring back Josh Harrison. If they're not, let him go win a championship somewhere else. Because I want the best for him. And he can play second base or outfield or wherever else the A's need him next season. Uh, he made $1 million in 2021 and will probably be in the 2 to $3 million range. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe as many as $5 million. But regardless, the A's can afford him. And 
it's just a matter of if they're going for it in 2022 or not. Uh, we got one more guy, and it's a guy that we're all familiar with, and that is Chris Crush Davis. Um, he hit for his highest average that he has with the A's this season at 256. Granted, many, many fewer plate appearances than uh, a, a typical Chris Davis with the A's season. But hitting for average isn't really his game and why the A's paid him a lot of money and then traded him and all that stuff. Uh, and after being traded to the Rangers and then DFA'd, he returned to Oakland, but he did not hit any home runs. And I love, I love KD. I really do. But I don't see another reunion in the cards unless they're just not going for it. And they're like, ah, here's something for the fans. Go hit some dingers, KD. Uh, it just wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. So basically, we're looking at the A's needing to replace two outfielders, three if you include Ramon Laureano's suspension, uh, a backup catcher, a second baseman, unless they give the job to Tony to, to unless they give the job to Tony Kemp and potentially a DH. Uh, so that's a that's a lot of things that they need to fix pretty quickly. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about the pitchers that are going to be hitting the free agent market to stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone, and when you talk to a Built Bar fan like myself, we all have our own favorite flavors. I've told you guys about the cookie dough crunch. Uh, cookie dough, uh, dang it. Cookie dough chunk, not crunch, chunk. What was I thinking? Cookie dough chunk. It's amazing. Grab it while you can. Um, also, they got coconut, cherry barcia. Cherry barcia, easily my overall favorite of their core flavors. They got raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, cherry barcia. That's the one you got to go with. And if they got a special flavor, get the special flavor. The special flavors are always amazing. They're always so Dang tasty. And if you haven't tried all of these flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll, you will get two of each of their nine flavors. And with this mixed box, you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar calories from 130 to 180. You're only getting four or five grams of sugar, only four or five grams of net carbs. They're all amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy and they're all available at built.com. And when you use the promo code locked 15, you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely blowing up. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And I mean, it's really hard to come up with segues. So let's just go with, hey, here are other free agents that the A's have coming up this season. First on the list, Trevor Rosenthal. All right, so Trevor Rosenthal is going to be a free agent. Next, <laughs> he didn't pitch for the A's. I'm not mad at him, but what am I going to say for about him? Eh, Trevor Rosenthal's free agent. Okay. Uh, Jake Diekman, also going to be a free agent. Diekman isn't technically a free agent. Uh, let, let's make that clear. He's not technically a free agent, but he does have a $4 million club option for 2022. So he could end up on the free agent market if the A's just declined the option. So whether or not the A's pick up his option should be decided shortly after the World Series and could be our first glimpse into the A's plans this winter. Are they going to be selling? Are they going to be rebuilding? Uh, what's going on with the A's? It could 
we, we could get a glimpse with the Jake Diekman decision. So keep an eye on that. If they decline the option, they can be signaling cutting costs and trading everybody away. Then again, Diekman, ha Diekman has had an ERAs of 443 and 390 with Oakland. Uh, and I mean, he also had that great 2020 season, but in full seasons, he's been okay. He, he's been roughly league average. So do they want to extend that one more year for $4 million or could they find a, a cheaper option than Jake Diekman from the left side or right side? It doesn't necessarily matter because I have somebody else that we'll talk about here in a second. Or maybe the club will decline it because they're on the fence and Jake Diekman's been okay. But with Diekman's home being broken into and his family being threatened, they'd rather move to a new city with a new team and the A's want to do him that favor and be like, yeah, you, you go ahead. Sorry that this didn't work out, but you, you, good luck and stuff. So any of these options are on the table. Uh, so it could be a turning point for the A's offseason. It could be a bunch of other things. It's going to be tough to tell, but it could be something, could be nothing. Anyways, let's move on. Mike Fires. He threw nine and a third ineffective innings for the A's in 2021. I wrote that down because I'm a jerk. And my guess is that he will not be brought back. I am interested to see... If a team does offer him a contract, though, he hasn't played outside of Oakland since being the only source in that Ken Rosenthal article. Uh, also, Evan Drellick was involved in the article. Uh, you know, the, the trash gate. He, he was the only source of trash gate. So uh, on the record, at least. So is he being blackballed or do people think that he's not good? I don't know. That could go either way. <laughs> so I, I am interested to see if he does land even like a minor league deal with the team. Just how does that work out? Because I don't think maybe a minor league deal with the A's, but probably not. Anyways, uh, moving on. Andrew Chafin, another relief pitcher. Um, and, and he's also another reason that Jake Deepman's club option could be declined because Andrew Chafin has a mutual option, which would mean he needs to say yes. And then the A's need to say yes uh, to this option for it to be, you know, exercised and all that stuff. And that is for the 2022 season, and it would be worth $5.25 million. Uh, if you're going off the last couple of years, he's been a much better reliever than uh, Jake Diekman and would be a better left-handed option. Maybe they want to roll out with Sam Mole or A.J. Puck in the bullpen, and they're like, hey, we got two lefties. One of those two guys will do it, and we'll be fine from the left side. We can just figure it out from there. And maybe they don't need Andrew Chafin and Jake Diekman. If the A's don't bring back either of these two lefties, then that's definitely not a great sign for the offseason in general because they're not going to be trying to put a, an actual situation together, like an actual winning club together. So uh, pay attention to whether or not those options get picked up. And also, it, it could also mean nothing. Maybe Andrew Chafin doesn't want to be in Oakland. It seems like he's a big Oakland guy. Like He would be fit in really well, but maybe not. So could be something, could be nothing. Going to be hard to tell, but I will be trying to read those tea leaves as those moves happen in about a month. Uh, another reliever that's going to be hitting the free agent market use Mero Petit. And Petit had, uh, he had an article written in The Ringer by one of my favorite uh, podcasters and people in the baseball world, and that's Ben Lindbergh. And the article was about how he hides the ball so well in his delivery, which is what leads to his success, even though he throws like 89 miles an hour. So my guess is that there will be more suitors for Petit on the open market this winter than there was last because he was around in February last year or this year, I guess. And uh, that seems weird because he's been really, really good for a really, really long time. He's been one of the best relievers, whether or not he throws hard. You add him to a 
a bullpen with Craig Kimbrell or whoever you're building your your bullpen around, yeah, he's going to make it better. And is he always going to be a shutdown guy? No. But can he give you 60, 70, 80, 90 innings? Yes, he can. He can pitch all the time. He is a great weapon. And I think that some team is going to be happy with him. I don't think it's going to be the A's because he's going to cost a couple of million dollars. I think he made two and a quarter this season. And uh, I think that with Diolis Guerra under contract already, the front office already has their in-house replacement. They're pretty similar pitchers. They Neither of them throw terribly hard. Uh, Guerra's just got more tread on the tires. I think that that's what it comes down to. And he's going to cost less. So I think that, uh, I think that we may have finally seen the end of the Yuzmero Petit era in in Oakland with the A's and that that stinks. Then you got Sergio Romo. The bookends of Sergio Romo's season were not great, but there was a whole middle part that was actually pretty good. He's had an ERA in the fours in three of his last four seasons. So his days of being like a, a legit late inning option are probably done at this point in the big leagues. He could be, I think at, you know, 38 or whatever. Yeah, I think he's 38 now. He could be a solid B bullpen guy. You you see teams do this all the time where you got your A bullpen, your seven, eight, nine guys, and then you got uh the B bullpen, which comes in if you're if it's close, but you're like behind or you're not necessarily in it, but you want to try and keep it close. He could be one of those guys. And uh I think that he still has a role in the big leagues. I don't know that it's gonna be a late inning role for a team if he does sign uh for a team in 2022. I just don't think that it's gonna be with the ace. I think that they need other other guys so i know that i listed six players but two of those were on the il for most of the season so the a's will have to potentially replace four relievers if they don't pick up the options on deekman or chafin they could also only need to replace two if they do pick up both of those options uh however they're going to have to give it one more run and that's not unmanageable if they're gonna you know go for it that's not unmanageable to find two relievers they can do that but they could even take one of James Caprile and Paul Blackburn or, or Cole Irvin and use them as the long man as well. And then you only have to find one. And that, that one would be the closer. You'd have to find a closer, but that's it. That's one super reliable arm. Super easy, right? You could do that. You could just go build a winner like that. Boom, presto, done. Ooh, I can snap. I, I couldn't snap for so long. So that I can't snap with this one. This one's okay. Anyways, uh, coming up, I'm talking about the core players for the A's and the contracts that they have remaining after this season. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, playoff baseball, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. And that is why everybody says that bet online is where the game starts. Hey, A's fans, this is Jason Burke with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and that is Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. 
Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a t- bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents a gallon cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are getting as much as two or $300 a month cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, at Locked On A's. It's easy to find. It's in the show notes. It's everywhere. Uh, Subscribe there. Leave us comments down there. Follow us. uh, Like the videos. Do all the things that you need to do to boost this signal. Also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get back into it, I guess. <laughs> uh, this is the other shoe to this offseason. There's all of those free agents on our list. There's a lot of holes. There could be a couple of bullpen holes. There could be an entire half of the bullpen that needs to be replaced. And then there's also the, the core guys with contracts that are running out kind of they're running out for the A's because the A's don't resign guys but so let's see what's left I suppose uh here's how much team control is left on the key guys you got Matt Olson who is coming up or coming off of an MVP caliber season he's been absolutely fantastic Uh, His value is at its highest right now, and he won't hit the open market until after the 2023-2023 season. That's two years of control if they plan on moving anybody. Olsen may be the one they move because he'd likely bring back the biggest return, and the A's do not have a great farm system. It's ranked lowest in the by the people that rank farm systems, uh, it's in the bottom three, I believe. So uh, moving Matt Olson should be able to move them up a decent amount, even if it's two years of control. It's two years of control for a guy that looks like he completely figured it out and is in the MVP running. He's really, really good right now. Uh, another guy that has that same potential, Matt Chapman, his defense is still elite, but his bat fell far behind his defense in 2021, specifically on fastballs, he just could not catch up to him. That's all the pitchers are throwing him right now. Is it his hip? It's probably his hip. But how much, how long is the recovery period going to be? Is it is he going to be fine doing exactly what he's doing next season? Uh, if he is still doing the same stuff, is he going to be fine? Is there a tweak that needs to be made? If the A's trade him and they gets better or makes that tweak, it, is it going to look like the A's traded him at the wrong time? He, he still has two years of control left, just like Matt Olson. So I don't know that you want to trade Matt Chapman just yet because you want to try and maximize the value. And he is an elite player if he's right. And you kind of like the Sonny Gray trade in 2016. You kind of want to wait until he can stay healthy and get that production. Get that production. There you go. Those are the words. Um, that's what you're waiting for from Matt Chapman, I think. So he might stick around with the addition that they're probably going to trade him a little bit later. So that's 
how I could see that one working out if he's not just traded outright uh, at a lower market value. Then you got Sean Murphy, and I don't know that Sean Murphy would necessarily be on the trade block, but be, mostly because his bat wasn't great. He hit like 217 this season. He's got 17 homers, which does add some value because he's a catcher and he has four years of control left, which is great. Um, and if a team were interested in a player like Gary Sanchez, but not specifically Gary Sanchez, maybe somebody with a little bit better defense, then they'd probably go after Sean Murphy. And if the A's are in full sell mode, why not? Why not just trade Sean Murphy too? He's not even arbitration eligible for another season. And that could be a guy that a team that needs a catcher uh, could go after. And he's because he's not going to cost them a lot. And, you know, financially, it would cost them prospect capital. And, uh, you know, you see what you get from there. And hopefully you can improve his his batting a little bit because he's got the power or give him another set of, you know, go after this pitch. Go after Maybe you could fix him and get a little bit more out of him would be what a front office would be thinking. So he's a solid he's a solid guy. He's a solid player. Then let's move over to some pitchers. They got the big three right now. Chris Bassett. He has one more year of arbitration left before hitting the market. Uh, so 2022 is his last season of team control. If these were going to sign somebody to like an actual contract, I think it would be Chris Bassett. He loves this place. And I think that uh, they love having him. And just what he did during the season where he came back after getting hit in the head by a line drive a month later, he came back from that. And he's like, yeah, I, I can do this. That's a guy that you want to bring back. Whether or not you're going to go for it, maybe you give him a contract, but maybe you also trade him. Uh, who, who's to say? He's he's made himself out to be one of the best starters in the American League two years in a row. So he's proven that he is the real deal. And after returning to the mound, after being hit by a line drive, he's also somebody that guys would want on their team. So. His value is still really, really high. Um, I, I think that there's not a lot of questions left with Chris Bassett. It's just uh, what's the asking price and can they get it? But also, do they want to keep him? It, there, there's a because you don't want to trade everybody, I don't think, <laughs> and also raise the prices by nearly double. So you got to keep somebody. It, it, they're walking a tightrope. They're doing a lot of weird things. I don't know how they're going to do it, but let's see. I guess. Moving on, you got Shaw Manaya, and Manaya, like Bassett, only has one year of control left, but he also made an extra million dollars in arbitration last season, which means he'll also make, likely, uh, a little bit more money than Chris Bassett this coming winter and into the 2022 season. So if it was an either-or situation between Bassett or Manaya, one of them is going to be traded, maybe it would that that would come into play. Manaya could be the one on the move from an A standpoint because he's going to be he would free up more money where he cost roughly six million dollars last this uh, this season. Maybe they're like, hey, we don't want to pay him nine or ten million dollars for next season. Maybe we can clear up that and use that in some other way and try and replace him in a different way. That could be something, or they could be like, hey, we can get more out of Chris Bassett because he costs less, and then they just. Keep Sean Manaya. It could go either way. It's going to be a really weird offseason. I don't know. Then you got Frankie Montas, who still has two years of control remaining and is coming off of an outstanding year that should see him finish in at least the top five of AL Cy Young voting, if not the top three. It should be top five pretty easily. Top three, maybe you can make a case for somebody else, but it, he should be in there. He should be on his couch for the votes 
and then not get it a lot like a sunny gray <laughs> a few years ago. So like Olsen, his value is at its absolute peak right now. And he has two years of control left and a history of missing time over the course of a season. If you're going to trade Frankie Montas, this might be the time to do it because he just made it through an entire season. If he does that again, great. You're, that's what you're trading is a guy that can do that. And if he doesn't, then he didn't do it for your team. So he didn't get missed time for your team. So maybe this is the time that they trade Frankie Montas after, you know, a few, few years of waiting to see this version of Frankie Montas. I guess we'll see. And I guess uh, now you know what the ace situation is. So that's, that's fun. Uh, I did this podcast and I, you know, did it today because this is something that people were asking. They wanted, uh, what is everybody's contract status? Who's a free agent? What are the mats up to? What's all? So here you go. Uh, hopefully we're all still doing okay. Um, they still have their main pieces under contract for another season, but they're getting slightly more expensive. And we know this ownership group does not like to spend money. They, in theory, could easily, well, not easily, but theoretically, supplement this roster and make one more run because they've got all of their core pieces. They just need a couple of bullpen arms, maybe an outfielder, maybe spend a little bit of money. If they got up to like 110, 120 in payroll, they could build a winner, but they're probably not going to do that. They're probably going to be sitting around 90. So uh, how do they make $90 million work? That's going to be the trick for uh, for Forrest and company. And maybe Billy Bean, if he's still around, maybe Bob Melvin, if he's still around, I don't know. It's a could be a very heartbreaking winter for the A's. So I just wanted to prepare you guys because it's going to be interesting at the very, very least. So make sure to su subscribe to the YouTube page because we will be here five days a week through the winter meetings. And then once the winter meetings hit right around that time, we'll be going down to three days a week and going from there. Um, yeah, it's going to be, we'll be here and we'll be either celebrating or crying together. It will be Fun? Maybe? I don't know. And if you're the A's, again, who are you trading this winter? Are you trading anybody? Are you What What are you doing? Because I know that there are some fans on Twitter that are like, just burn it down and start over. These guys can't do it. What are you doing with your, if you run the A's, who are you trading and what are you hoping to get back? Uh, let me know in the comments below if you're uh, watching this on YouTube. And if you've already commented and your mind has changed, Comments again. I will reply to all of the comments because I like doing that. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, go subscribe to the YouTube page, obviously. And then, uh, or if you don't want to, uh, you can also just uh, reach out to us at Locked On A's on Twitter, and I can reply to you from there too. So uh, that's that's it. As I said uh, a little bit earlier in the week, I'm starting a new job next week. It is a morning job, so these episodes will probably be up a little bit later in the day. But the A's don't have games, so it probably will not matter to uh, the actual A's talk that happens on the podcast. Uh, I'll probably talk about the playoffs as well. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll do live ones and we'll talk about baseball games that are happening live because screw it, why not? Um, but that's that's the update right now. Uh, I'm going to try and get them up on a regular basis. I'm going to be figuring out that new work schedule and seeing when I can record from there. Um, but just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. So I'm hoping to get them up in the mornings for you guys, but if it doesn't happen, expect them in the afternoon after I get off of work. But uh, anyways, that is it for me today. So until next week, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you on Monday. Monday.